It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the episode, the series. I do hope you hit that subscribe button. About three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest actors, Jemima Kirk and Ashley Zuckerman. We're going to be uh, once again talking about the Apple TV Plus series called City on Fire, set in the uh, early 2000s in New York City. And uh, it's a bit of a mystery. Someone gets shot. There's infidelity. There's race. There's queer relationships. There's a lot happening with a lot of different characters. Uh, Jemima and Ashley, uh, we're going to get into... Uh, well, first off, what it was like, uh, especially portraying characters in the early 2000s. This was the era that gave both of them their professional start. Uh, and I also want to hear how the roles differ from their actual selves, because these two people, uh, they, they don't seem anything like the real people that I've come to know on this uh, in, in interviews and, and, and whatnot. But, but also how they still find ways to connect to them. That's important, right? So Ashley, who you'll also know from um, shows like Fear Street and Succession, He's going to discuss why he likes to play unlikable characters, and we'll hear about the key to understanding them. While Jemima, who you obviously know from Girls and Sex Education, is going to deconstruct how the pair even create their own unwritten backstories. All that and more, we're talking City on Fire, now on Apple TV+. Plus. It's Kyle Meredith with Jemima Kirk and Ashley Zuckerman. Hey, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. I guess let's start with the compliments. Um, City on Fire, what a beautifully shot, beautifully acted, uh, engaging story. 
that uh, had me guessing the entire time. This is a really great one. Uh, congrats to you both. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll start uh, trying to figure out the heavy part of the fun part. We'll start with the fun part. <laughs> you know, playing in the early 2000s, you know, when you're playing into an era in a series like this, the, the era, you know, it's easy for us to look back, and for me, I should say, I don't want to project. It's easy for me to look back on an era and, and you think of the pop culture side. Oh, the 90s were grungy, you know, but they were so much more than that. And there's, you know, when you're playing into an era, for me, it feels like there is a fantasized version or maybe maybe that's not a part of it at all. I mean, um, Jemima, is it, you know, you were there. Yeah. You're part, maybe part of this scene. I mean, yeah. is it easier for you to make the connection to the, this 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 time in the world? It wasn't, um, it really wasn't on my mind much uh, when I was playing this character, you know, the time period. I mean, yes, of course, there's the sort of inconveniences of not having navigation or being or being able to access, you know, get in, get in touch with someone so easily. But it's not because I wasn't uh, playing someone who is part of, you know, the, the early aughts nightlife. It wasn't something that I needed to, uh, you know, get nostalgic about. Although, of course, it, I, I was nostalgic for it reading the script. You know, I do remember that those those times really well. Those are formative years, and um, I am a uh, I am Sam's character at, at heart. That's really who I, I should have played, to be honest. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> but I think there's something funny about that. That for us, like the early aughts that was the time that we were coming of age. So for me, like, I, I actually feel like that's still it. Like, mm -hmm. like that's where I exist the most. Like that's what life feels like. Like yeah. that's where I discovered who I was, when I discovered who I was. Like I'm sure the younger members of the cast probably consider it a period piece, but like it just feels very natural. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, but, but it is also funny. It was funny thinking about it. Like when, when the script came in and it, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, 2003. And it, it this is it, an era. Now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is an I era. remember getting it and going, oh, this is genius. They're turning the early aughts into a, into a, an, an era with, you know, a, 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 with specific sort of a, a fashion sense. And, a, and a, a, it's just, I, I didn't think, think of it that way. You know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what the others say about it. Because for me, it still feels like a bit of a cultural black hole. And I don't know if that's actually true or just my sense of it. Well, some people who are on, uh, who are like 10 years younger than us think they remember the early aughts. But they're like ch like children in the early aughts. So you don't really remember it unless you're like out and about a bit, you know. I would imagine that is surreal, actually, kind of playing around with that. But... But there is the fun parts, you know, and as I am surrounded by the music posters, that was what drew me in immediately when I saw, you know, hearing those songs, you know, seeing the um, the cutaways to the yeah, yeah, yeahs and, and LCD sound system and, and Radiohead. I know that you all didn't get to play with that as much as some of the other characters, but but do you use that as, as part of it? Do you use the music in the from from the era maybe as to, to get I don't know, in character to, to kind of find the story? Mm -mm. No, not really. I don't, I don't think um, Regan has time to listen to music, but she knows, I mean, she knows enough to know what's, you know, what's vaguely what's hit, you know, she does. There is a reference to the Libertines. So, but I don't think music plays a big part in her life. Uh, but you did get to play around with a little bit um, uh, of the makeup side in that, you know, brief moment with, I don't know if I'd call it the 80s new wave look, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Like 
<laughs> oh yeah, that w- that was fun and a uh, an era that I can't uh, attest to really because I I was you know not eighteen in that whenever that was you know the mid eighties or late eighties, but yeah, it was fun. And the hair um, looked great. It really did, honestly. Thank you. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Jemima Kirk and Ashley Zuckerman. None of, neither of these characters, I will say, feel very close to your real-life counterparts. I don't know you, obviously, but just you know, from, what, from the interviews I see and everything, do you, do you base them on someone? Like, I guess it, it's important to note neither one of them feel like a caricature, but this, again, this, this feels very opposite of both of you, mm-hmm. both of you all. Ashley, I'll start with you. Like, do, do you base it on anyone? Yeah, it's funny though, but but on myself, I, I think like I just look for the parts in me that match, and I, I think I've had feelings and thoughts and um, urges in the same way that 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 character has. Like I've, I've you know, I, I look for the things, the ways we're similar more than the ways we're different. And there's a loneliness to him. There's a feeling of not being seen. Like like there are those kinds of things that um, universal that I try to tap into. Um, but that's nice that it comes off as very different. But, um, but yeah. yeah, the uh, the behaviors uh, and the, the sort of the personality of the character doesn't um, doesn't matter as much as just relating to a a feeling, right? It's not that I would do or behave the same way as Regan or react the same way as Regan to a certain situation. But if I if I read a scene and I I think this is how she's she's experiencing something, I find an experience that 
is is the same. And it's funny, some you know, when I when I read a script, uh, usually I'm like, oh god, this is a real stretch. This character, I can't, I don't know what, how I can find anything in common with them. And then after a few more reads, I'm like, oh my god, I am this person. I am mm. this person. I, this is perfect for me and perfect for me at this time in my life and whatever. You just have to find the the thread. But it's not it's not a, a direct parallel. It's not you know. It's more emotional. Sure. And who actor? What actor exactly wants a direct parallel on something like this? Like it feels like it would be a lot of fun to kind of even for you, Ashley. Like like playing someone who's set up immediately to be unlikable. Like you're not the villain, but you're not not the like. Is that yeah, like is that enticing? Uh, yeah, well, I think it was. I mean, it's it's always yeah, it's it, that's right. It's it's always nice to have things again, like working against you. That, that those are always the nicer characters to play. That when there's more gristle there, and you can tap into darker things. When you can, you know, when you have uh, when you're able to. Um, when you have to find a connection where it's not obvious, but also in, in where you can antagonize other people. Like oh, the, yeah. the, those are nice things to play and they're always and they're always fun um uh, but i think but but i don't know if i ever set out and uh, I, I don't know if i ever look for that uh, those those just become the funner the more fun characters to play but i think like jemima said like the things that define him the affair like to an 18 year old in, in our story is like is so um it's so uh, specific and uncomfortable that we talked a lot about that. Actually. Yeah, and it actually only, yeah, because it, because one like something we talked about early on was this idea that this isn't just an affair. This is an affair with an eighteen-year-old. That's, right. that's, that's an entirely different pathology. And it says so much about the character. Yeah. Right, and it's not when you read a character like that. It's not like you go, okay, then would I ever do that? Could I do? It? No, you go, okay. Have I had a weak a weakness of character in a moment like that, or done something that's like completely shameful or whatever? And, and it did yeah. like and and if I had judgments before, which I still do, it did make me, um, you know, think about the person who does that. And a lot of people do that. And mm -hmm. and uh, when you go on a journey of trying to empathize and try to understand someone, um, that that's what I mean by seeing more similarities in yourself, like. For for Keith in our story, like the key is that he just through Sam he felt like he was he he could be the person he always thought he was. Right. Like he he saw a reflection of himself that he liked better than the life that he was actually living. And this is we understand like an entirely like arrested adolescent view of life. This is something that like happens mostly in men because they haven't had to face much many challenges and they haven't had to grow. Um, and especially like a character like mine who's wealthy and white and like just mm -hmm. had everything laid out in front of him and was able to fail upwards his entire life. And so it, like it's a testament to their relationship that Jemima's character actually like draws a line in the sand and and it's the first time in his life that he has to grow and he has to develop which but i think you know you can't no one can no character can be completely unlikable or you know especially if you're acting as them right they have to have the the you have to understand them right and i think that uh that keith has there's the saving grace of him is that he regrets and he has remorse for it right and he and he keeps he perseveres 
to getting getting his marriage back, right? Which is, you know, it and and Regan is just a total punisher, you know, throughout the whole thing, which is something I had to I had to sort of was a stretch for me because I'm I'm a much more sort of understanding person, and it's, I had to ask myself this question all the time, like. Why is she being like this? And I, I did get that, but yeah. I started rooting for him. I really did. And I didn't yeah. expect that. And I think that says when, when, when there's mercy at your feet, you know, mm-hmm. when, when he throws yourself at your feet, that's, that's what it. And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Jemima Kirk and Ashley Zuckerman. And, and I know I only got a couple minutes here. That line, I was that girl and I strangled her so that we could have this, is mm. one of the most powerful moments of the entire series. Yeah, I think so and too. a hell of a line. Uh, and, and I heard they sort of changed that for you. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, no, I think it was in there. There was some stuff that was changed. No, what was I, uh, I asked to be um, in my underwear. So there's that. But that I think that's the only change to that to that scene. Um, but no, I don't think there are any cue directions or anything that that um, I changed. But there was something about um because when I, when I first read the script, because of the thrill element of our story, we don't have a lot of time to and and because like we're mostly with Jemima's character, we don't have a lot of time to actually delve into uh, like the relationship or the issues that actually come out of this specific, you know, pathology. So you mean between the characters? Yeah. Like we don't actually get to like really confront like the affair in any kind of meaningful ongoing way because. Or why it happened or why, what the, yeah, what what the dynamic is. Yeah, that's right. So you have uh, to make that, that's, that's also part of it is you have to write some of that stuff in your head, you know? And, um, and it was like, and when I read that, it, that, that was like a, a worry for me that, that I was like, oh, like one, the story just doesn't have time. Like you're dealing with like the collapse of your, everything of everything in your life, the business, mm-hmm. you're an ailing father and now the affair and deal and raising two young kids. And there's a murder investigation going on. So the show doesn't have time <laughs> to deal with, to deal with that issue. Hopefully we get to do that in season two, but I, I was worried that we wouldn't be able to kind of delve into that. And then, um. Like one of the reasons I signed on was because you were attached in that role, and I oh, thought, thanks. like, no, no. Well, I hope. No, no. Don't, we don't want to blow too much no, smoke. If we it, have to I'm do another it. season, don't we don't want to. That's, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, then, like, I, I thought, like, then it's always going to be interesting. Like, like, there's always something very real and very like we can really delve deep very quickly, and that's what yeah. I think. That's what hopefully we were able to do. No, this wasn't scenes from marriage. Let's put it that way. I, we didn't have time for that, but we had, you know. As actors, we have time for it in our yeah. backstory. Well, there was so much to grab onto, and again, you all did it beautifully. Uh, I love the series. I'm hopeful that the story gets to continue as well. Uh, Jemima, Ashley, thank you so much for taking thanks, the time Kyle. to talk about it. It's really been a it. pleasure and an honor. Yeah, thank thank you. you. And my thanks, Jemima, Ashley, City on Fire, now on Apple TV+. Plus. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, Hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, we've got plenty more of this. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three a week with your favorite artists. And uh, give you a chance to discover some new ones as well. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. 
Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show starting 6 p.m. Eastern every weeknight, Monday through Friday. It's song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all three of them. My address is at Kyle Meredith, so do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.